0: Warning. This episode of Evermore Poe describes the ritualistic slaughter of an animal as it relates to the African-American practice of hoodoo and medieval German Grimoire magic. This episode is not recommended for anyone under the age of 13 and may be off-putting to others. We invite you to skip this chapter if you so choose. Please note the producers of this series do not condone cruelty to animals in any way. We invite you to make a donation to your favorite animal rescue as we have done on behalf of this chapter. And if you've got a pet at home, don't forget to love them, pat them, and tell them how much you love them. It really matters. And now, Evermore Poe. This is Evermore Poe, the turbulent youth of Edgar Allan Poe. Chapter 18, Part 1. Eddie watched Yadoja lost in a stare. She sat only a few feet away from him, but was far off in another place, another time. That man that come around that night was beyond this world, Edgar. He was a bokor through and through. They're the ones who practice all sorts of magic, good and wicked. I do believe that's what you come around to ask me about, ain't it? A lump rose in Eddie's throat. What had he gotten himself into? Um, yes, ma'am. There ain't nothing a bokor ain't willing to do, Eddie. Nothing. But sometimes they bring something else. Bad juju that stick like molasses. That night that man came round. I could feel it. Something wasn't right. He brought something with him, not of this world. I saw things that night. Twas the last time I ever apprenticed with Letty and conjure. The crackling fire broke the otherwise dead silence. Eddie steadied his nerves and found the courage to ask the next question. Juliet told me about the black cat bones. He could sense Yadoja was holding something back. He fought his internal struggle, adrenaline rising in his chest. He had to know more, but he also did not want to scare the old woman who lived all alone, this far from the other slave cabins. But before Eddie could ask another question, Yadoja spoke, seemingly ready to get the awful truth off her chest once and for all. I'll tell you all about them black cat bones so you can put it in your book, but the worst of it ain't ever going to cross my lips. That sound, she said, that god-awful sound, it haunts me still. That was it. Eddie suddenly regretted everything about the night, from his lies about the fictional astronomy class to his morbid, unstoppable curiosity. But after all the trouble he'd gone to to get here, all the people that put their neck out for him. He reluctantly pushed on. His fingers trembled around the pencil. Auntie, you. Why does it have to be a black cat? Tis something about a black cat being able to cross over to the other side. They hold court with witches, so they say. Then again, I heard black cats are good luck, too. So what do I know? Anyway, Letty always say a black cat is the guardian to the next world. I Always been that way straight back to Egyptian times. The black cat's got that cunning way about it, see? Smarter than you and I put together, Eddie asked. So then they're very wise then? Well, certainly wiser than some men I know. <laughs> ha! They shared a much needed laugh to lighten the moment. But seriously now, conjurers believe it's that power inside the live cat, see? Gotta be live. Then, when the moon on high, that's midnight, that's when you do the deed. The old woman stopped rocking for a moment. Boy, you sure you want to hear this now. Yes, ma'am, very much. He continued to scribble as fast as he could. Finger cramps, be damned. All right, she said, shaking her head. Can't say I didn't mourn you, son. So you get that cat and you put it in a sack, see? Then you're going to boil a big pot of water. Now, when the time come, you're going to add some other ingredients, willow and such. I recall old Letty using betel nut, nightshade, whatever else vegetable of wickedness the climate could produce. When all that done, in go the cat. Now he going to screech and holler in fierce pain. That's where the sack come in, so he won't be escaping. So you're gonna boil that poor creature that's being tortured down long past his pain, but you still keep on boiling. See, you just skimmed the muck and fur off the top for a time, and then when there ain't no muck and water it looks clear again, you know you're done. That meat gonna separate from that bone. Eddie wanted to vomit, and yet he hung on every word. Still, his expression said it all. The old woman couldn't resist commenting. <laughs> Warned you, didn't I, boy? Look here. Best you know I love animals, too, she said, pointing to the calico, now curled up on the hearth. I warned you. Nothing like this in the good book. Maybe I should stop for now. I ain't even gotten to the grisliest part of it yet. Eddie looked up in mid-sentence. You mean it gets worse? I'm afraid so, Eddie. But Eddie was resigned to see it through. No, I need to hear it. Please, go on. Well, all righty, then. Can't say I didn't warn you. Let's see now, where was I? All right, that pain that poor cat's sufferin' is gonna seep down into them bones, and that's where you're gonna find the power of life. But you still ain't done yet. You gotta sort it all out. See, there's one special bone that holds all the magic. Every conjurer got a different way of finding it. Old Letty she sucked on each and every bone till she found the bitterest one. Then you put that bit of bone, maybe a couple of others, into a little sack. Sack can be made of anything. Cotton, linen, velvet, no matter. Letty made hers out of the poor cat's leather on account it was right there. Then you add some Van Van oil and there you have it. An amulet. Now that amulet gonna give you powerful mojo, see? Never did say I agree with how it'll be a done. I just respect as all. Edgar had to know. Is the amulet really worth all that trouble? Well, folks around here believe in so. I declare to be one of them, Edgar went on. So what exactly do they do? Ain't you listening, boy? I say they give you power. Well, yes, I'm sorry. But what specific power do they give you exactly? Oh, all manner of things, Annie. They can bring money, love, power, health. But they also can bring the other. Revenge, invisibility. They can bring a loved one back bring them back? Edgar flipped the page and wrote the word necromancy. When you say she brought people back, do you mean from, you know, beyond the grave? Embers popped in the fire, giving the room an ominous feel, and Eddie knew he had answered his own question. to you, can you give me an example of how the amulet has worked for someone? Yadoja's mind rolled back to a time long ago when she was a young girl a time when she saw the dead rise with her own eyes. Thank you for listening to this episode of Evermore Poe. If you enjoyed this podcast, won't you please consider leaving us a five star and a review or share it with your friends. A reminder that the producers of this series do not condone cruelty to animals in any way. We invite you to make a donation to your favorite animal rescue, as we have done on behalf of this chapter. And if you've got a pet at home, don't forget to love them, pat them, and tell them how much you love them. It really matters. We'll see you next time on Evermore Poe.